Nowadays, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast, not BS. Tune in semantic. Special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom! Soothing semantic. Yeah, man, Big up, sir, man. Soothing semantic. On another episode of Soothing Semantics, I'm your host, Rafi Pinsky. Today, we have a very cool guest, Felix. How's it going, Felix? How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, thank you, Rafi, for inviting me to your show. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> my pleasure. So, another, another guest brought to you by Jackie Palawada. Thank you, Jackie. Appreciate you. Yes. Thank you, Jackie, <laughs> she's for great. the referral. Yeah. Listen, she's, uh, she's been very, very... Very consistent as far as bringing very interesting people on the show. So she deserves credit for that. So um, we're both New Yorkers, man, okay. originally, right? Yes. And sure. long story short, Felix does salsa. So, I mean, you teach it, correct? No, I'm not a teacher. I, you, I, I uh, trained for almost six years in New York with one of the best of the best. Actually, the best of the best, the Mambo King, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie Torres. He's the, like, the top. Uh, pioneer of on two style New York. Uh, it's New York style. So I was I trained with him for you know a few years. What so makes it New York style? It's on two. He was the creator of on two style, which is um, there's a uh, different styles of salsa. We have um, salsa has uh, the Cuban style, has the on one, which is LA, and it has the on two, which is New York. In mm-hmm. my now, if you want to ask me my opinion between all these dances, every 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 single uh, dance, which is basically the same, sort of the same way, it's just like um, every style starts on a different beat. So, <clears throat> on two style, my opinion, my personal opinion, since I'm a New Yorker, is like uh, very elegant and very sensual compares to the other ones. We'll show something. Mm-hmm. We'll definitely put something because uh, some you know Latin people will probably be familiar with it, but. A lot of other listeners will have no idea. Okay. <laughs> so, no, keep going. Yeah, like I said, um, um, so re- in regards to your question, um, uh, why on two, right? Right. So said on two, like I said, it's, it's a more refined uh, style of, of dance. And um, it's uh, it's like, um, I don't know how to explain this to you. On two is sort of like, uh, it's a re- redefined dance. You know, it's a twist, like, like a twist on the a twist on the original. Yes. Okay. It is. I'm curious now because I I, <laughs> I haven't seen it. That sounds awesome. So so now you're you're, is this becoming more popular in this area? Are you trying to bring that style here? Actually, uh, it it was already here. It was okay. already here, but it's like um, not in Miami. It was more uh, a little bit more predominant and and Broward than Miami. Miami is completely, I want to say, still. Cuban style, most mostly Cuban, and they, it makes they, sense. Yeah, so Broward because it's a lot of people from different uh, cultures, uh, different ethnic groups living in Broward. So that's why um, it's more um, relevant in Broward. I want to say that. Okay, that's awesome. And then you were doing, you were doing cl- like club promotion as well in New York. Yes, I was. Okay, well, like which clubs were you working at? Well, I was. I, I worked. Um, for, I worked for Gonzalez Gonzalez. That was a, a, is a very popular 
club in New York where they have like salsa bands um, on a, like on every Thursdays and it's still very consistent for a lot of years. I mean, I don't want to promote it, but I mean, it's, that's one of the clubs that I did in, did in New York. And um, I used to promote it, uh, you know, other venues as well, too, in Queens. I started in Queens. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was basically my thing. And helped a lot other venues to promote their events. So I was always, like, like in tune with uh, the, salsa, the salsa community in New York. That's awesome. I've, I've never been, I've never done this. We when I was when I was younger and I was doing, I I was more into the bars past couple of years. But I remember when I was doing the when I was going to clubs, I was going to uh, Pasha as a like a younger younger twenties teens. I mean, it shut down a while ago. You familiar mm-hmm. with it, probably? Yeah, of course, yeah. And then there was a lot of them in Williamsburg. I went to I'm forgetting names already. <laughs> but I had my I had my years where I was going pretty hard, <laughs> but never in the salsa bachata. By, uh, you don't know what you're missing. Either, <laughs> I know, but now that I'm older, I feel like it's it's really nice because the clubs I'm used to just have that insanely loud music. No one can hear anything. There's just booze all over the floor. Everyone's wasted. With these music styles, people have there's this romantic ambiance to it where there's this there's this elegance to it. Yes, and you go there and it's a totally different experience. You know, and yeah. I I appreciate that. I just never never found myself going to it it's it's cool it's like like i said i mean um the the salsa salsa itself you know especially the dance community every, every single state in and 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 here in the states um have a community their own community so and everybody i want to say know know each other there's salsa congresses everywhere salsa congresses in new york la here in in, in florida salsa mm-hmm. congresses all over the world so i want to say that most of these people when they travel around, they go to different places. They already sort of in a way know each other. They have interacted with each other. It's like a, it's like a, like I said, every every state have their own community. But when you sometimes people come out of uh, come from New York and they visit Florida, people already know who the dancer is. Especially the person is is popular in that particular state. Mm-hmm. They already they already know who who the person is. So it's kind of like a how, and it's it's totally different. But in a sense, kind of like how you have a DJ. You know, let's say you have Steve Aoki or David Guetta or you have these festivals like EDC. They're known everywhere and there are these communities of those people. You know what I mean? The same way there are music style communities. Oh, oh we're EDMers or we're, you know, hip hoppers or anything like that. So you guys have your your salsa, like you said, your salsa community in each state or each city. But then you come together when well, you go to other cities as well. When you go to congresses, especially congresses or salsa festivals like that. Con- That's when congresses? Yeah. Interesting. Salsa congresses. Okay, well, that's awesome. So, what do you find to be better from your experience? Do you miss the New York scene? Do you prefer it over the Florida scene? The um, well, quite frankly, I mean the New York's the New York uh, City salsa scene has been around for a long time, you know. And this is for me, Florida is just something. In my personal opinion, probably other people don't have the same opinion, but but um, starting to grow you know mm-hmm. it's 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 not it's not a big scene it's a small uh small little scene how come though growing. there's so many latin people here and they've been here for a while why hasn't this been more prevalent yeah like i said remember remember what i told you um the well miami you said the yes cubans in miami remember uh cubans have their own style colombians have their own style but not everybody i mean uh for whatever reason here this is my like i said my what my in my three years living here in florida what, what i experienced that <clears throat> 
like the Cubans, they hang out with their own community. Colombians, they hang out. They're very like segregated, you know. But with the, the Onsu community, everybody comes together. Mm. You know what I mean? But some people are still segregating a lot. So, but the Onsu is what makes everybody come together. You know. How does it do that? How how, how is it? Meaning, like, as opposed to a different salsa music style or a salsa style that doesn't have that togetherness. I mean, as you see, as you claim it to have. Yeah. What do you think about this brings people together? Like, why would they come together if they don't for other things? Well, um, I, I think it has a lot to do. Uh, let's say, for instance, people like I'm a first generation in New Yorker. You know what I mean? It's like people who was born over here, you know, the languages and, and you, you know, you speak English and then you you want to integrate with whatever it's here you know what i mean whatever mm-hmm. you are whatever you know but when you come with another country and then it's it's hard for you to integrate you know what i mean sure so they, they just rather be within their own groups so that's basically what it is okay dude i'm, I'm gonna have to do one i'm gonna have to go to one one of these days <laughs> yeah, yeah come yeah. to come to my event and you'll see uh people from all ethnic groups and you like it a lot sounds you know? great yeah, it sounds great. It's a totally, like I said before, it's a totally different twist than what I'm used to. Yeah. You know? Like, back in the day when you were a teenager in New York, you know what the club seat's like. Yeah, You know course. what I mean? It's just a bunch of drunk people and tables and everyone's doing what they're doing. No, so. I used to go, to, I mean, I used to go everywhere to New York. Webster Hall, you know. Webster Hall. <laughs> Webster Hall was a dump, though. It was fun. So whoever whoever's listening to this, if you owned Webster <laughs> Hall or had any kind of foot or hand in that place... You did well, but that place was just there was, <laughs> anytime and everywhere you walk, there was there were just bottles of booze on the floor and cups and it was that's all it was. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. There were all these different rooms. Mm-hmm. It was a cool place. I liked it. It was a crazy spot. <laughs> yeah, dude. The New York scene's amazing. No question about it. I just wonder with COVID think everything's still closed there, right? Yeah. As far as I know, yes. I mean, there's no salsa scene right now. I mean, there's mm. no the salsa scene. Sorry, there's no salsa clubs right now open in New York. You think they're gonna be able to come back? I'm not sure right now. They're shutting everything down again. There's a there's a new Damn. spike according to so the so government. How are these How are these businesses gonna come back? Even these big clubs, even these mainstream clubs. Like, uh, um, I'm trying to think of. I don't know. Give me an upscale lounge, an upscale like rooftop bar in the city. In New York, prime yeah, prime time. I, I just can't remember them, but I used to. Uh, I'm not sure, man. To be honest, I was mostly like it's crazy. I'm forgetting years, them, and I used to go to them often. Anyway, any of these lounges, even the ones that were making a killing, mm-hmm. say they were open 15 years before COVID. Yeah. Every Saturday night, Friday night, yeah. y- you know, even some Thursday nights, they're making money. They're selling expensive drinks. These are, these drinks cost. I mean, you, you forget about it. You get a regular. Jack and Coke, you're looking at 20 plus, yeah, maybe even more, right? And they're selling these nonstop all night, and there are people buying and buying and buying. But then COVID hits, these these businesses are often renting their space. So <laughs> they can't just get out of the lease, and they have all these expenses. What do they do? Do you think they're, you think, uh, what do you think is going to happen to them? <laughs> well, Especially the salsa places, because like if they weren't making a ton of money, if they're not, if it's a small venue, where people come, I mean, maybe in a sense it's easier because they they don't have as much overhead and rent. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think a lot of them are going to go under? A lot of people. I mean, I, I, I'm speaking from my own personal experience. I mean, I just started this two months ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just got this just when everything's starting to open again. But 
in the venue where I'm doing my event, which is Ovens on the Beach, you know, they were a little slow until they found me. Right now, it's starting to pick up again. But what well, we have inspectors coming in all the time, you know, checking to see if everybody is wearing a mask, if they're following protocol and, and rules, city rules and stuff. So, oh, they're that strict about it? Yeah. So it's, it's not it's not easy. Believe me, it's not easy. So, like, and I know for a fact that um, uh, a lot, especially in Miami, is, is, which is suffering the consequences even more than Broward because at least Broward I think is more lenient to the bars and clubs over there every the curfew's still there until 11 o'clock and and um and I know for sure that uh Wynwood is is completely shut down <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah Wynwood Wynwood was one of my spots Wynwood that's a place I miss I liked Las Olas a lot and Wynwood Brickle here and there South Beach not at all not my thing but Wynwood and Las Olas were my usually my go-tos since I moved here. Mm -hmm. So now that they're dead, I mean, there's just nothing. <laughs> there's a couple of bars you can go to, but nothing that's anything interesting, really. Unless you find these kind of speakeasies that no one knows about, you know what I mean, that yeah. aren't really supposed to be open. I know you're around. <laughs> I just don't know about you yet. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they exist. You just have to know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah. You know, and those are the, those are fun because yeah. it's it brings you back to childhood. You know, when you sneak into anything, you know what I mean. You like find a way to get under a bridge and a train track, and there's a there's like a bus that's been there for ten years, and you guys are partying on the bus, smoking weed or some stupid thing like that. So now, when I manage to find one of those random bars that's not supposed to be open during COVID, you get this little like exciting feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because like you're one of the twenty people there that knows it exists. And they like close the door. There's like tape on the door, and they're like, "Shh," you know. <laughs> I just went to one like two weeks ago. Okay, <laughs> it was cool. I'm saying it's like non the ground stuff. <laughs> I think it was allowed to be open, but it wasn't. A, they couldn't do what they did. Like there was way too much going on. You think the CIA is going to check my phone and see where I went? <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, yeah, but um. Yeah, it's really wild, though. It, that's what I wonder. Like, rest the restaurants are, well, most businesses are taking a massive hit, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the social scenes, the social, you know, the events and and venues, they're really just. I mean, the business owners really have to just find another option, because some of these places are expensive. Well, what I hear is that some people are. I'm not sure, but I know this for sure in New York when a business is not doing so well, they burn the place down. <laughs> so oh, for the insurance money, yeah. And yeah, but I mean, if they're all going to start doing that, it's going to be pretty obvious. I heard something happen in, in Hollywood recently, so <laughs> so I'm not sure if that has something to do with that, too. I guess if the first guy in the neighborhood does it and no one really copies him or her, they can get away with it. Mm -hmm. Once one person does it and people start following suit at like a whole block of restaurants are burning them, burning down, like, come on. I don't know. Like, I, You don't think they would look into that? I mean, who knows? it's wild i don't know it's, it's i i think what's simply going to happen is a lot of these a lot of these venues are going to shut down permanently and unless unless the owners of these venues have other business ventures meaning they're they're entrepreneurs and have real estate and other mm -hmm. things where this restaurant is not their major source of income they can hold themselves over and then you know they have passive income and they're wealthy enough where even though they're losing a ton of money during mm -hmm. this period, they have other businesses to sustain them and then they can decide to open something up post-COVID. But if you're somebody that this is your primary source of income and you don't really have anything else, 
you're fucked. Basically, that's that's what uh, Aubin told me, the owner of Aubin's Beach. He told me that his main his uh, main uh, business is construction. Mm-hmm. So and he does he's doing pretty well. So he's but he told me Felix, you know, if I didn't have my construction business, I would have been out of business already. So. But what he what else does he do? He, oh, he just does construction. <laughs> like he has major major. Oh, I uh, thought he had some sort of venue. No. He, okay. He has no. He has the the venue at the, at the beach where I promote my mm-hmm. my event. But he said if it hadn't been for uh, his construction company, he would have been out of business already. He's smart, man. Mm-hmm. Because construction is no matter what happens, we need construction, mm-hmm. especially because now so many people are moving here, so construction is needed more than ever. I don't know more than ever, but the past couple of months. Tons of people, especially from the tri-state, have been moving here into Texas. Yeah. I'm sure other places too, maybe Nashville and whatever, but uh, Florida specifically. So, tons of new projects, complexes, buildings. You know, things are being built. People need homes. So this is great for anyone in real estate, and it's great for contractors. Yeah. It's great for developers. It's great for anyone. You know, anyone doing construction. Um, those are the kind of businesses that I'll never really. You'll have, I'm sure they have their ups and downs, but even even with the pandemic, they'll never really have no work, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, no, it's good that he has that. It's for sure. It's very good that he has it. He's lucky. But um, other than that, what do you think, what do you expect to do to bring your business further? Well, <clears throat> uh, you have uh, always had ideas, you know, and... Uh, the main thing for me right now is just to start, you know, uh, one step at a time. I don't want to remember this pandemic is sort of uh, putting a lot of limits on on, on people. But um, I, I'm definitely uh, my I have a, a website called salsalives.com. Yeah, you told me you know, about which, that. Which um, you know it's been out for a long time, and I'm basically I'm I'm, I'm rebuilding it again. Uh, the goal is like uh, my goal, you mm-hmm. know, as a promoter is. To become the next, either Ralph Mercado or um, Felix Trinidad. Those are the biggest, like uh, the biggest uh, mm-hmm. names in terms of pro- uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. They do uh, like large scale events, like Madison Square Garden. They mm-hmm. fill up, you know, arenas, things like that. So mm-hmm. basically, yeah, that's what I want to do eventually. That's crazy. That's impressive. Because whenever I think of these these salsa things, and I, cause, simply because I don't mm-hmm. know, I assume they're these kind of little. Maybe a, a maybe a larger venue, but not Madison Square Garden oh, size. Yes. No. They have events like yeah, that. They do, they do. In New York, is uh, it's the mecca of salsa. So, and all these these two guys I just mentioned to you, Ralph Mercado was basically uh, uh, the pioneer, I believe, in in, in in promoting, putting things together. You know, mm. and um, he had a like large scales, uh, you know, like events. You know, not just you know like regular club events, yeah, but he had like a, like like he did he promoted businesses. I mean, he he uh, did um, Madison Square Garden and a bunch of other mm-hmm. you know um, arenas. How do you organize that though? Like let's say what I meant by that was is let's say you do it at Madison Square Garden. Obviously, the entire floor area mm-hmm. is of you know d- different couples and people dancing, right? But, what about people in the stands? So this is what happened. Okay, this I'm, what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the 70s and 80s here. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about something recent because okay. the, the salsa, salsa, the salsa has changed. The the I'm not talking about the, the 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 music itself. I'm talking about the community itself. It's changed a lot. Remember back in the days in the 80s, 
I want to say 70s and 80s, there was a lot of, I want to say, uh, drug money. So, and um, it was easily sponsored by, you know, certain people, you know, people okay. with money. So, now it's different. It's, uh, it's very difficult to, to do large-scale events. I mean, they do have them in New York, but, I mean, it's mostly promoted by radio stations, by TV, you know, by, like, uh, major companies. But now, Felix Trinidad is the only one that's still there doing events over there. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how he does it, but I mean, he's the one that is the biggest name right now in, in New York in terms of promoting big events. There's a lot, I've, I've always kind of wanted to get into dance, specifically Latin dance. I've never gotten to it because there were like, there were other things that took precedence. There were other things that like were mm -hmm. bigger priorities, but it's the kind of thing that I definitely, I think it's really nice to be able to do this with a significant other yeah. specifically especially yeah, you could go by yourself not only you don't need to have somebody I mean, yeah i know but i don't know i don't i'll be honest i don't know when i'll i'll do that i feel like if the girl i'm dating would be would be open to taking classes mm -hmm. that would be something i would love to do you know I, i've thought about it like having a wedding like a like a cool uh latin wedding dance yeah. even whether it's slower or faster maybe it'll start slow and kind of get a little faster and more sensual and everything that when i see like i see some some couples dancing not necessarily people that are dating but just you know guy and girl dancing mm -hmm. people who don't know how to dance we're mesmerized by that stuff <laughs> like we really are we're so it's so there's nothing you can't describe it it's just it's so fluid and smooth and sensual and it just shows the 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 energy between a man and a woman and you can be two guys dancing two women dancing whatever it is but what whatever the case may be there's this connection this this spiritual connection this physical connection this emotional connection and it's coming out in dance the same way we do it with music we also have it at dance with dance and i also feel like the, the way music can bring people of all all Races, color, and creeds together. Mm -hmm. mu dancing has that ability. You know, music can bring enemies together. It's crazy. So, <laughs> have you, when was the last time you went to to a salsa event? <laughs> I've I've never been to one. I've no, I know I've seen it in front of me, mm -hmm. but it was one of those things where I, I must have been walking through a street in New York and people were doing it, or I saw it on TV for sure. Mm -hmm. But I've never been like purposely went to one. But I've seen I've seen all different kinds of latin dances throughout my life but just uh i didn't know what they were like i couldn't mm -hmm. pinpoint oh yeah that's salsa oh yeah that's bachata that's uh what do you call it? merengue salsa merengue? bachata merengue right so i i couldn't Cumbia. Uh, there's a lot of rhythms <laughs> yeah so i i can't tell what's what necessarily but uh they're all very cool well, I, uh, I'm going to extend my invitation whenever you have some time. Stop by uh, Albany. Yeah, no, I really, I, I'm not going to like give you an exact date right now, but I, I absolutely would love to, and I, I, I plan to take you up on that offer. It would be awesome. Cool. It would be awesome. I think it's, yeah, it's just one of those things. Dance is great. Dance is really good. It, it, it helps you just, it's a healthy way to exercise, and it also takes you away from a lot of the stresses in life you know you that's can, for sure you could be doing so much you might you might be a single mom with kids or a guy with some sort of medical condition or you can be in three years of medical school it can be anything and this is one of those healthy things with no negative side effects that just makes you feel fucking amazing whenever I, whenever whenever i have enough of this i always want to dance but it's, it's this pretty bad attempt i think i have a pretty <laughs> decent natural rhythm but I need I need I need uh, someone to teach me how to actually how to actually <laughs> dance.
<laughs> it's more of like the hip hop, you know, rap kind of or or house music kind of thing. Yeah. Like the college American college party kind of stuff. You know so what I mean? that's a little different. <laughs> oh, it's very. It's not actually dancing. It's more like jumping over a table and like throwing a, <laughs> throwing a ball in a cup. <laughs> but uh, you know, it works. What got you into it though? What 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 at what age was it in? Is it in your family? I've been dancing since I was, as far as I can remember, since I was a child. <laughs> oh, so it's in your family? Yes. Like your family was yes, doing yes. that? Yes, yes. My, my it, it, remember. I mean, it only makes sense. But I just I, I I wasn't sure. Yeah, my remember my my uncle, my mom, my uncle, my 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 aunt, you know, they used to, you know, go on television to dance salsa and contest like that. This is like uh, in my early years. I want to say like four or five years old, and I used to listen to the music and mm -hmm. and I loved it. And ever since I can recognize the beat, I was always in love with it. So, just mm -hmm. so within. Okay, yeah, so it's a cultural thing, and mm -hmm. you've just turned it into a business. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. It's just a classic example of doing what you love for a living, and that's the best. The salsa community can be a little rough, you know, especially if you if you are an experienced dancer. You've been dancing for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let's say, for instance, a person, uh, a newbie or or a beginner, you know, will come around, and, and they don't know you know certain you know like they don't know how to follow yet or or, or lead i'm sorry they don't mm -hmm. know how to lead especially this guy that doesn't know how to lead you know uh, <clears throat> some girls can be a little bit you know uh i want to say um mean to the guy you know and uh, some girls will either finish that if she's polite she can use she, she's gonna go through the entire dance maybe giving you faces or not giving you you know but you you you'll feel that there's no connection anymore you feel mm -hmm. like you're gonna feel like uh, the stress in the girl and then those two or three minutes of song converts into a 20 minute because you know uh, you just want that song to finish and but some girls also walk away from the guy some and and some girls can be mean and the same thing goes with guys you know yeah. guys if if the girl doesn't know how to dance you know he wouldn't ever ask her again unless she <laughs> she unless he sees that she's she's been um practicing and doing her, she wants to learn it or whatever it is mm -hmm. here's another thing though when you see like from a from a not from an inexperienced standpoint sometimes you see well not sometimes a, a lot of the time when you see two experienced male and female dancers together sometimes they look like they're having like i'm just being honest mm -hmm. they look like they're having sex in their it it looks like a sexual encounter i'm being honest i think a lot of us think that there's so much, uh, what's the word? Passion. Sensuality, if that's what, There's so much passion with them, and they'll do, some of these moves are very sensual. Mm. Like, how can you be that, uh, what's the word? How can you be that connected, you know, the way they're touching each other and looking at each other and all that, and not have, and, and be completely platonic? Well, I, I, well, I'm not sure. I'm not I've sure. never because it's so much more intense than say being at some random club and you know a woman's dancing up on a guy or whatever it is. That's it looks kind of cheap and whatever. But when you when you see this kind of dancing, it's so intense. It's hard for me to see that. Mm -hmm. It's hard to see like a, a man and woman doing that and then not imagine that they have some kind of relationship. But it it, it all depends which dance because I mean in that in, in salsa, quite frankly, you don't really get 
very close. Oh, so what kind of? That's probably bachata. You talking about bachata? Or you oh, talking I guess about so. maybe kisomba? That's a very sensual, extremely like more m- mostly body c- contact and very close to each other. Like same thing bachata. You so when those when they do that though, mm-hmm. women feel comfortable doing that with a guy that they have no interest in. It, it's it all strictly. Depends, it all depends on the girl. That's <laughs> all, true, I guess. It all depends on the girl. Yeah, I just see some of these dances and I'm like, well, they must be together. I don't know. It's kind of like this. I have because I'm so far from it. Mm-hmm. I can't understand it. It's more of a culture that I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with. But if I understood it and grew up with it, I'd be like, yeah, this is what it is. You know what I mean? So I try to look at it that way. But for me, and I think a lot of people who don't know, who've never done it, we see it that way. Just the way they're looking at each other and holding each mm-hmm. other and the moves. Sometimes the moves are really suggestive, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they're making it pretty clear that this is what's happening. <laughs> this is what's happening with clothing on. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> they're, so, you've ever seen Dancing with the Stars? Like some of these, yeah. some of these dances are very intense, you know? But that, and that's what gets the... But that, yeah. then that there's some mutual connection between them too because, I mean, it, it, all, it all depends on the connection you have with mm-hmm. the girl. Or probably they know each other or they have danced before and they feel comfortable with each other. I mean, I mean, I don't know. To be honest, uh, um, when I danced with someone, it, or, or I don't dance Kizomba, but if I dance with someone, you know, like I, I, I tend to, I want to say, like keep my distance, you know, because I don't want to make the girl feel uncomfortable. But a lot of guys, they use... You know, especially with sensual bachata, they just go at it, you know, and they just, you know, want to in one way or another, you know. I'm not saying not everybody's, not everyone is like that, but but uh, they do it a lot. Yeah. No, that was, to be honest, that was kind of something I was wondering. I, I wasn't, like, sure how to kind of word it, but I think this is something that non-inexperienced, well, I don't know, you know, inexperienced dancers or inexperienced non-dancers, if that makes sense. <laughs> salsa, salsa, salsa is a very sexy dance. It's not so sensual. It's very sexy, you know. I mean, it's, it's not as intense. It's beautiful. It's elegant. I mean, that compared to, you know, like, uh, I want to say, like, bachata or, or sensual bachata, which is more body connection, you know, like, it's more closeness than salsa. You, you don't really see that much, you know. I think they're, I think a combo of all of them would be really cool. I'm glad you answered these questions, though, because I've always wanted to know. <laughs> I've always wondered that. Especially for guys. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, guys are guys, right? Guys are guys. Like, they you have a dance like that. It's very sensual. And then you're just friends with... I don't know. Does it make sense? It all depends on the mindset of the person. Yeah, it all depends on the mindset. I mean, because some people, go to, when they go dance, they go to dance. And, you know, and... and yeah, and to have fun and to you know meet up with friends and you know have a good time, you know other people go with other intentions, of course, you know. But yeah, but would you? You're a hundred percent right, man. And I think it's ultimately because I have no familiarity with it. But realistically, would a very um, and and looks are relatively subjective. But say we're being realistic here. Say there's a very attractive man or a very attractive mm-hmm. woman, and then there's a, a man or woman that's just not as attractive as that person mm-hmm. would they be as intense about the bachata with then with someone who's attractive probably not no i mean right? uh, when, when you, let me put it this way it doesn't matter how ugly you are how cute you are you know if you know how to dance you know you're going to find a connection with that, that girl's going to find a connection with you i mean it doesn't matter i mean mm. and and when i say oh, uh, that's cool i like that it's uh, like that it's really cool it has nothing to do with with looks 
It has to do with Felix. You're saying I have a chance. I appreciate (laughs) you. Of course, everybody. (laughs) Okay, I'm good. (laughs) And um, one of the things like I I learned, and it's like, but it has nothing to do with seduction. It's about eye contact, keeping eye contact with your partner when you're dancing with, but because that gives you a connection. You know what I mean? When you when you have eye contact with with the lady or or with your partner, whoever you're dancing with. But you know, like it all depends on. You know, you're not, you don't have to be staring at the girl, you know what I mean? But, you know, when you're dancing, so, you, know, uh, you know, you know, like you, you look at the person, look at the eyes, then you look away. I mean, but you have to find a connection in order to continue there's moving. A, yeah, there's a classiness to it. And, yeah. And, and I think a lot of a lot of Americans, you know, f- you know, Americans or people who don't know how to do these dances, we just kind of see the seductive kind of, and I'm not speaking for everybody, but I, th- I think it's pretty accurate. I think... People who see it on TV, they see two people and they're holding each other and throwing each other around and they're looking in each other's <laughs> eyes and, you know, grabbing each other. You automatically look at it in that way. But when you when you explain it and you make it, for for people that are familiar with it, when it's part of their culture, it is a dance and it has something beautiful to it. There's definitely could be a romantic thing about it, if, you know, if two people are actually together. But for, for the people that, that grew up doing it, for them, it's, it is what it is. It's yeah. simply a dance. Yeah. And you can, tr- I think they're, yeah, they're able to turn off all of that kind of outside nonsense and just make it what it is yeah. in its true essence. And I think I think that's that's something that I, I wouldn't have been able to come to this conclusion if I didn't like have this discussion with you. It's pretty cool, you know. I think there's definitely people who wonder the same thing, and now if they're listening to this, they have some understanding. So that's really cool. I mean, like um, a lot of guys, like I dance a lot with a lot of ladies, you know what I mean? But And I, I can have a very good connection with the ladies, you know what I mean, on the dance floor. But it's just that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a connection on the dance floor. There's nothing else other than that. Once the song finish, you know, you move on and that's mm-hmm. it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it all depends on your mindset, you know, where you sure. want to, what do you want to achieve, you know? Sure. You know, if you're attracted to the girl and then you have other intentions, it's, it's a totally different story. But, you know, for those who love to dance, you know, having fun, you know, having a good time and meeting up with friends, maybe meeting up with new people, uh, meeting new people. It's all, it's all about the dance. It's the best intention. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's, yeah, if uh, that's one thing, if you're, if you're going for the intention of dancing, it'll be a much better experience. You know, I mean, uh, that's just what I think. And like, and like you said, I mean, uh, and to be clear about something, it's like a lot of people you see, and I want to say maybe non, non-Latinos, non-line people, when they see that sensuality, they think it's, Okay, I want to get you know I want to learn this because maybe this is my my new way to to try to seduce someone you know what I mean but it's not really like that you know what I mean it's like some some people they they get involved in the salsa scene for the wrong reasons you know what I mean not because of the passion of the music it's just because of the dance you know does it mean? ever happen where like a guy a new guy comes in and you see, you can kind of tell that that's his intention oh, yeah. and it throws off the vibe. All the time, because, man. Uh, really, all the time. All and he's that—he's that like oddball, and everyone else mm-hmm. is just trying to enjoy it for the sake of enjoying it, mm-hmm. and he's being that kind of dude, and you, you're just kind of like, dude, you're killing it. Yeah, no, no actually, you know, and this happened with with, with this uh, Dominican guy that I that I met not so long ago, <laughs> and I'm not gonna say his name because I'm right. I'm very cool with him, so I sort of had to wake him up regarding the you know what the community is all about, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So he was, was not part of the community. All he wanted to do is trying to like he was chasing the girls like you know, and I told him, man, don't do that ever, man. I mean, when you come to any any event within the salsa scene, don't because they know people know each other and people talk. You know what I mean? So like you start doing that, they're gonna think of you as the guy that the outsider who wants to you just get with the girls. 
So, and that's going to build a reputation, a very negative reputation. Dude, that's, that's, <laughs> that's true in general. That's true in general. It's very interesting. Yeah. No, you're making perfect sense. You're making absolutely perfect sense. I'm not a DJ. Mm-hmm. I'm not a DJ. I just play music and play music that, because um, I've been criticized a lot for, for not being a DJ. But I honestly think that I have better music than a lot of DJs. And within salsa, you know, salsa music, you don't need to be a DJ because it's not like you have to mix a song, you know, because most dancers, they want their entire song to be finished from, from the beginning to the end. And then a new track comes in. Hmm. You know what I mean? So there's no such thing like, oh, you have to be a DJ in order to play a song. You can just push and play, and that's about it. So I've been criticized. I'm not a DJ, like I said, but I know I have a kick-ass playlist, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, which is a, a a collection of the best social socials in New York and even the, the nightclubs in New York. Mm-hmm. So I have a very good uh, music that people never heard of here in Florida. So and I've been criticized for not playing commercial music. Commercial music, you don't really hear commercial music and uh, play it in clubs or, or, sorry, and socials in New York. You know, DJs in New York, they don't, I don't know. Not even if I don't think not even if somebody requests, you know, let's say for instance, uh, Mark Anthony on a social, they're not gonna play that. Mm-hmm. You know, salseros like hardcore dancers, they like their hardcore stuff, like all like old school that music that you don't hear, that you don't hear in the radio. Period. You know, so because it's too, it's not original. Meaning, it's DJs have generally a pretty deep taste for music. That's their life. Music is. They have a love for music, generally. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I'm not a DJ, but I, I've heard this before, and it makes sense. You're playing stuff on the radio. Okay, some songs, you want to play a song here and there that's on the radio, people are like, oh, yeah, it's a new song we hear all the time. But if you're playing all of the current music, anyone who has a real love for music, they're going to be like, yo, okay, like we hear this all the time. I'll hear it tomorrow. I want to hear stuff that... I forgot that I love. Oh, you just got your Give me some throwbacks. <laughs> yeah, people want throwbacks. People want '90s music. They want Jay Z, Timbaland, Nelly Furtado, uh, Fitty. You know, and that's all hip hop. But you know, and they, that's a lot of the music that we play in these events because that's what gets you going. Yeah. You know, uh, the list goes on: Snoop, Nas, whoever it is, Eminem. Well, I don't, Eminem, you can't really do in the club scene as much. Just not really. Well, you could. It depends. But. uh People like those things, the 80s, the 90s, even the 70s, things of that nature as opposed to just playing everything that's current, you know? And I think you just switch it up. That's the idea of the mixing, you know, the new stuff, the old stuff, the, the in-between. Uh, and I think that's that's what gets me going. When I hear yeah. that throwback from the early 2000s, I'm like, yo, you know? Yeah. Everyone loves that. Like I said, it's not, it's, it's, it all depends who you're playing for. Like I said, I mean, if you play for for person, let's say like me, born and raised in New York, you know what I mean? And, and well, anybody that was born and raised here that is not used to commercials, someone that's been in the country, let's say for five, six years, who, who grew up or listening to Mark Anthony or Victor Manuel, which you're never going to hear that in the regular social scene, never. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to hear hardcore, funny, all-star music. You're going to hear, you know, like really, really, you know, you know, like hardcore music, like I said, I mean, but like a lot of people here in Florida, they they sort of demand or they want me to play a little bit of commercial, which I, I do it just out of courtesy. But to be honest, not something you know that you would normally do. Yeah, no, no. Well, yes, and I'm and I'm not a DJ, and I always say it. I'm not a DJ, but I play 
better music than a lot of DJs here for sure. So that's another that's another option for you. Well, you're doing it anyway, but mm-hmm. I'm saying that's yeah. Okay. Well, I think uh, I think we'll wrap up for today. Okay. <laughs> Dude, it's been a pleasure. Definitely, uh, definitely a topic of discussion. I I knew little to nothing about. So thanks for giving me a lot of uh, let a new uh, a new understanding of how this specific dance scene works. Um, so thank you for that. It was very educational. I hope you guys liked it as well. <laughs> and no problem, man. I, I appreciate yeah. I appreciate the invite. And like I said, I mean, sure, man. Thank you for Jack. Jackie introduced me to you. Yep. And Again, uh, credit to Jackie. Girl, yes. Credit <laughs> to Jackie. She's gonna she's gonna have uh, <laughs> she's gonna have some more eventually. Eventually, hopefully, she'll. Um, We'll have well once this podcast becomes a big deal. She's a very she's a, yeah. a huge she's supporter. Gonna, she is going <laughs> to have her uh, her moment of thanks. That's for damn sure. So, without further ado, Felix, thanks so much for coming. Thank you for inviting me again. Absolutely, man. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Had a thanks. really nice time. And uh, guys, stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.